0: Murray and Samata do things Aguero can only dream of, scoring goals. That's right, the only strikers to score this game week were Glenn Murray and Samata from Villa. The likes of Aguero with all the stats, but nothing to show for it. Aguero was a little bit unlucky though. Welcome back listeners to the 161st episode of the FPL Surgery podcast, recording on Tuesday the 4th of February 2020. We are back in the studio with Stefan Hogsrock. Welcome back, Stefan.
1: Thank you very much. I'm good, and I can't wait for you to help me with my conundrums this why, week. Why am I helping you? We'll, we'll leave <laughs> that to I the need, guests. I need help. I need, okay, the guests also, <laughs> The course. guests can do it, because
0: yeah. I'm still languishing. You've gone quite far ahead now. You've got a good score this week, so you're doing all right i'm doing okay yeah you you don't need my right so anyway this week's guest is from the very famous and fpl mad duo called the fpl family he regularly appears on the official fpl show the scout cast and everywhere else you can find anything to do with fpl he has four top 10k finishes with his highest being 1732nd it's lee from the fpl family welcome to the podcast lee
2: Thank you, James. Thank you for having me on. Those were the good old days, those. The good old days when top 10k finishes were achievable. It feels were, like a long, easier, feels like a yeah. long time ago.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I saw that. They were quite a while ago. What was it? Uh, four years ago, last top 10k?
2: Yeah, yeah. Very kind of you to go back into the uh, annals <laughs> of my history and, and not focus too much on the recent uh, past, mate. So I appreciate that. Thank you. I've
0: got to do a little bit of research on my guests, So I've got to find out what you were like years and years ago. But you know, you're know, you doing really well this year, along with your partner as well. He's doing really, really well, isn't he, Sam?
2: Oh, she's absolutely smashing it. I mean, I'm, I'm so I'm having a fairly solid season. I'm at about where am I now? About eighty odd k in overall rank. I think the Sana, uh, the Mane triple captain from last game week uh, or the previous one painful. that killed me. That, that cost me 20, 30 k. Uh, yeah. Up until that point, I was at about forty k. Uh, but yeah, I'm just living in her shadow because Sam is in the top one <laughs> k right now. Her overall rank oh. is eight hundred oh, and fifty six, and I don't. After yeah. that, right, it's 856, which is... I mean, I have people contacting me on Twitter saying, Lee, can you ask Sam to have a look at my team and see what... <laughs> oh, i just just that just got to hurt. that
0: just got to hurt. Yeah, I would hate that. If people were asking me about, like, you know, if Bully can give them, one of just, I'd just cry. But I'm it...
2: surprised you asked me on here, to be honest with you. I thought you'd be getting the other half of FPL family on it.
0: Oh, well, you yeah, know, you get desperate nowadays, so... <laughs> Only joking! It's nice to finally have you because uh, you have been due to come on for a while. I, what was it last year that we met at the FPO editors meetup, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah, to be honest, I wasn't. I wasn't sure I was going to get the call from you, Jim. To be honest with you, but uh, I think when we last met up at the uh, the Christmas do, yeah, you convinced we me. About, yeah, I, I think yeah. you had a, quite a bit of drink. I thought we well, were vulnerable, so I'm asking.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: That's a good yeah, opportunity yeah. to ask. Was... Invited myself on
0: that was was very enjoyable we actually do plan to have a FPL surgery meetup at some point I just haven't been bothered to organise it but if you would like to attend something like that listeners let us know on uh, Twitter or email if you would like to attend something like an FPL meetup that should be good fun all listed at the end of the podcast how you can get in contact with us but right let's list the FPL headlines for this week They are, one, uh, what to do with Vardy. Number two, best Lundström replacement. Number three is right time to wildcard. Number four, bench boost discussion. Number five is what to do with all those doubtful players, the likes of Lundström, Kelly, Marshall. He's out of form, etc. But first, let's briefly discuss how we got on in the last game week. Stefan, how did you do?
1: I did pretty well. I was looking to bring in some Sheffield United players because Lundström was uncertain to start. So I ended up with doing Sojonshu out for Enda Stevens, and Stevens got me the clean sheet, so that was a good transfer, I think. I got 69 points, mostly due to Salah, but I also got that nice goal from Son in the end, and I'm still climbing as I've been doing for the last couple of weeks, and I'm up to 219k. So it's starting to look okay.
0: Very solid, considering what was it about six game weeks? You were over a million. Uh, same as me?
1: yeah, something like that. That was one point six million nine game weeks ago. So it's heading in the right direction. Yeah, doing well now. Doing well.
0: And Lee, do you want to just let us know how you got on in this game I And mean, we know your ATK is that? It, did you say?
1: Yeah,
2: about eighty k overall rank, Jim. Yeah, but uh, fifty five points in uh, in game week twenty five. So. Treading water, mate. To be honest with you, and maybe a little mm-hmm. bit below par if anything. Obviously, the Salah captaincy came in, which was great. But outside of that, I must admit, I was going into the game with fairly sort of highish expectations, and just my you know Grealish nothing, Traore nothing, and and Calvert Lewin disappointed, not for for him to get anything in a, in three goals for Everton. So. Yeah, apart from Salah uh, and Trent Alexander-Arnold, nothing really, Just it's just one of those game weeks. Nothing came off. So, um, yeah, suck it up and go again in 26.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you have the hope of nearly every game week. Of I was really looking forward to it. I thought I'd get loads of points this game week and it always turns out you just get mediocre.
2: Game yeah, week. it always what? looks great on paper, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> look at yeah. it at the beginning of the week and think, yeah, this looks great. Yeah, and tasty, uh, yeah. yeah, it doesn't seem to come, seem to come off. <laughs> yeah,
0: same with me. Not a great game week for me. As mentioned on the last pod, I was going to keep hold of Mane in order to play him against Norwich this week but I decided against that in the end knowing that Liverpool have Atletico Madrid on the Tuesday in the Champions League after mm-hmm. the Norwich yeah. game I thought he would definitely get reduced minutes in this game against Norwich either 30 minutes at the end or starting and only getting 60 minutes in order to kind of get a match fit for that Champions League game so I thought I need to play for now and the next two game weeks as well and keeping hold of like 12 million on the bench with someone who's going to get reduced minutes is just mm. I feel like that's a waste of funds and yeah. I can get the likes of Aguero or Aubameyang who could have big potential for the next two game weeks so I actually moved out Greenwood and Mane I was going to bring in Aguero and I was going to go for the likes of Moy or someone like that and then I was kind of convinced by a few people in our including you Stefan (laughs) uh, it's your fault Stefan (laughs) (laughs) Aguero is not going to get many minutes you've not got guaranteed minutes and I agree with them Aubameyang did have like guaranteed minutes, really. You know that uh, he's going to get more, pro- well, more likely to get more minutes than Aguero. So I bought in Bamiang and Triore for a minus four. Uh, I didn't only do this for this particular, you know, bringing in these players, but I did it because I wanted to put some money up top to give me that option to get Vardy in game week twenty eight. So that's kind of why I did it. I, I, you know, I'm down on it because it was a minus four. If I just stayed as it was, I would have been up, but never mind. I captain Salah finished on fifty six points with the minus four, so down to. 52 i'm down to 518k so not the best game week for me
2: how you feel about bit... Bamiyang going forward jim because you've got not newcastle and Everton at home up next and of course it's the blank and then west Ham at home so on paper outside of the blank, it looks sensational. You you holding on to him?
0: Oh, yeah, that paper is just burning away. I, I, <laughs> I love that bit of paper, but it's whether or not it can actually stay burning. It just, you never know. I mean, I've had Aubameyang earlier this season. He let me down quite a bit and I had to remove him eventually, but he he has scored well for me this season as well. I just, I'm shocked I'm back on him actually, but I'm hopeful <laughs> should have scored a hat-trick and he set one up for Lacazette, so... I think he definitely should have got some points I, I don't yeah. think I made the wrong decision there really but yeah we'll, we'll see we'll see. Okay let's uh, just going to mention our patrons. firstly thank you to all of our patrons. you are brilliant people. Just to mention Andy Portlock, Vince Poyle Ron Frosk who are all pledging at the highest tier. They get an extra special mention each week because they all have crusty gussets. Thank you to them and all of our wonderful patrons. Going back to the headlines now so number one what to do with Jamie Vardy so we've got a couple of questions here but I'm going to come direct to you firstly what are you doing with Jamie Vardy do you have him or yeah I do do have him
2: I do have him it's becoming increasingly difficult to keep him isn't it week to week Um, I don't know whether it's just just a Vardy thing either I think Leicester as a team are becoming harder and harder to hold on to I have Vardy and I have so you right now. And up until about two or three weeks ago, I had Madison and I sold Madison, like I say, two or three weeks ago. I don't miss him. I don't miss him at all. I thought no. I would actually. I thought when I sold him, I might live to regret this. But um, apart from, I think a, a worldie against Newcastle three or four weeks ago, um, he's he's had weeks of blanks now, Madison. So, you know, he's, he's long gone and I'm kind of happy to be rid of him. Vardy's getting harder to keep, uh, Jim, to be honest with you. Um, I think if you look at the fixtures, the next two don't look too great. Wolves away and then Man City at home. Now, again, we've said in the past that Vardy likes to play these bigger sides that that, that push on, especially if you're going to go to Molyneux, right? You've got to assume that Wolves are going to attack Leicester, mm. um, and therefore Vardy might find a bit of space in behind. But actually, this season we've seen that actually that's not the case. He prefers he prefers to be the flat track bully this year. He he prefers to play the smaller sides and uh, and score braces in those. So. Wolves away City at home is actually pretty tough up until 27 but then in 28 they go away to Norwich and in 29 home to Villa and that 28 game is pretty key right as soon as we knew the outcome of that League Cup semi-final we knew that Leicester wouldn't blank in 28 that's the thing that's making me hold him right now maybe not through want to hold him maybe through necessity actually that I've got other fires and other blank players that I might want to move out of my squad so yeah I think you know, if I was on a wild card, which I'm considering, and maybe a bit more on that later on, but if I was on a wild card, I'm not sure I'd find a space for him, really. But because he plays that game now in game week 28, he's going to get a stay of execution, I think.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's like if you've got no other fires in your team, potentially you've got the chance to move him out. I mean, what's he got? Four attempts in his last four. Didn't get a shot in the last game either. But yeah, it's, he's he's becoming that flat track bully and he's wolves away Man City at home. Yeah, he's still not sure whether he can get anything there. But after that, like I said, I've got Aubameyang in there. But he's blanking game week 28. But I, I do think I'm going to move him out and bring Vardy in. I just kind of hope he comes into form at some point or gets something or or looks a little bit better than he does at the moment. I mean, Leicester have gone downhill a little bit lately. But you still think that Vardy can get something? Stefan, what are your thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah, I said last week that if uh, Vardy got the game in 28, I would keep him and... I'm going to keep him and I'm pretty happy about it. And I think we we are judging him a bit too hard and Leicester a bit too hard as well because if he scores the goal versus Burnley on the penalty and at the weekend he missed a big chance and mm, he yeah. set up Harvey Barnes for his... He should have had an assist and give him a goal and an assist and everyone would say, oh, he's... He's trickling along, he's getting yeah. the points. Yeah. Mm. And I think the Manchester City game, they've shown yet again, they are pretty vulnerable, so he can get something there. And if he gets a goal, it's a nine-pointer, most likely, for Vardy. So I think I'm pretty happy, I'm pretty comfortable keeping him. On the wild card. it's a bit of a different thing, because uh, then you have the opportunity to go for some shorter punts. I'm not sure if I will keep Captain on the wild card, but it's also the value thing. You want to bring him back for 28, I think. You might not want to do that. You might want, just want to keep someone else, but it's tricky with the blank game mix.
0: Yeah, it's difficult to know what to, I think if he was blanking, I think a lot of people would remove him. But yeah, I, I would advise holding here. Yeah. Let's, let's try and answer these questions here. So Josie at FPL Jossie has put, is a short term Vardy to Aguero move worth it to try and capitalize on the captaincy in the same way as some managers did for Villa and Palace, perhaps jumping back during the blank? So, would you suggest that as a potential? Again, it's a, another fires thing, Lee, isn't it? If you've got other fires that you need to do in your, in your team, you would do that first, wouldn't you? But if not, maybe? Would, would you think about that, Vardy to Aguero? Uh,
2: yeah, I certainly would do. Certainly for this game week. I think if you look at 26, um, of course, you know, we can talk about Liverpool Norwich in the form of Salah. I think he looks like obviously a good captaincy option, but, uh, Man City at home to West Ham look sensational. I mean, the Hammers defending against Brighton. I mean, Brighton don't go away to any club and and get results. Never mind three goals. Uh, but West Ham didn't. I'll give it to them on a plate last game week. Some comical defending uh, with you know Fabianski punching it onto the back of Ogbonna's head and stuff. Right, so. You know, against the team as, uh, you know, well, I'd say a team in form as City. They're a bit sort of hit and miss with their form, but there's no doubt that Aguero is in form in terms of shots on the box and his heat maps inside the box. You've got to think that there's a nice recipe for captaincy success there where you've got Aguero as a, as a player in form against a, a defence that's hideously out of form in West Ham. And actually, if I was a West Ham fan, I'd maybe be looking at the rest of the season and their fixtures that are upcoming and... and Looking at that with some concern, actually. Oh, I think their yeah. fixtures, certainly the next two, Man City away, Liverpool away, I mean, goodness me, that's not going to get any easier for them in the short term. So um, I actually do like Jossie's point there as a short term punt, doing Vardy to Aguero. Uh, I guess if Jossie's talking about a short term punt um, uh, because he wants to move Aguero back to Vardy or to somebody else on maybe a wild card in the next couple of weeks, then uh, for a move that's maybe just for 26 and 27 before obviously Man City blank. In 28, yeah, Agüero looks good, and and captaincy option for 26, no doubt.
0: Yeah, I suppose we're we're giving like the, the, the contradictory pieces of advice here. Hold on to Vardy if you've got other fires, but if you're able to move him out and then move him back in, then it is a potential. What are your thoughts on that one, Stefan?
1: Uh, I think you can guess it. I, I'm not the one. <laughs> I'm not the guy to do too that much of game. a risk. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you you're gonna basically spend two transfers on getting Alguero in for this game week. And in a couple of game weeks, you need to spend two transfers to get him out and redistribute the money. And that's four transfers. So he's he's going to need to get a lot of points versus uh, West Ham to justify that move. And I think also a lot of people are a bit recently biased in the case of Aguero, because earlier this season, he had a couple of prime home games against Aston Villa and Southampton, which had just conceded nine goals to Leicester, he had those two games at home. And in those two games, he played 12 minutes versus Aston Villa and played 90 versus Southampton and got a single goal. And I don't think Twitter was full of guys who have brought in Aguero for those two games and captained him and was no, uh, yes. bo- boasting about it. So mm. I think, it. I think we, okay, he scored great versus Villa, and that was a great opportunity for those who took it. But it doesn't mean that that will happen again, time and time again. So... For me, he can he can maybe go off at 60 minutes again. We don't know. He can start Jesus. We don't know.
3: Yeah, that's and-
2: that's the risk, isn't it? Yeah, the fact that you know you could get him in for a short-term punt and then he, he plays Jesus and then yeah, you're talking yeah. about hits to bring him in, hits to take him out. And yeah, I do agree with you. It's uh, it, it's it's a risky one. It's a risky one. And given, I guess, in 26, you could look around and find another pretty good captaincy option elsewhere. Maybe it's uh, maybe in the Liverpool Norwich game. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I'm with you. I think, um, yeah, there's a bit of a risk there. No doubt about it.
1: If you have the money in the bank and you can do one free transfer of Vardy to Aguero for this one and you have some great plan, plan maybe to a wild card yeah, or something yeah, later, sure. okay, sure, do it. It's, it's a good option. But I don't think it's worth a bunch of transfers to do it. Yeah, yeah,
0: great, great points there. I totally agree with you there. I also think the the recency bias comes over, and a lot of managers do act on it, and if they do it too often, and they forget about what's already happened. I do think, you know, bringing that up is a, a great point to make. Going to move on to headline number two. So, best Lundstrom
3: replacements. FTV, <laughs> <laughs> claude i'm gonna ask you the same question that i asked it's time to go <clears throat> that's not <laughs> that's i was gonna ask you
0: that's right <laughs> listeners it's it's time to go for lord lundstrom all oh. good things must come to an end and- <sighs> If you, if you don't actually know what that soundbite was, that was actually from AFTV's Claude when Emery had to go. And if you've never heard it before, I suggest you look it up on YouTube. It's quite funny. Anyway, we had a, had a few questions on this one. FPL nerd, I suppose, should I take a hit to get rid of Lundstrom? And Karen underscore Mustafa ninety two has put Best Lundstrom replacing. So there are some people out there that want to remove. I think that I want to remove as well. Gonna come to you first, Stefan. What are your thoughts on Lundstrom? Do you think we should be removing him?
1: Yes, I think so. <laughs> Just uh, take, the, take the money and run, I think. Because he's, he's maybe the most scary player to own because he won't start a lot of games now, we all guess. And when he doesn't start, he might get those one-point cameos. So that's the worst thing, getting a player which is subbed on like for 20-30 minutes. So for me, he needs to go. And if you have good defenders other than him that doesn't blank in gaming 28, I think I would go to another Sheffield United defender Even though they have those blanks, the games are looking so good for them. So if you're able to, get those.
0: Yeah, it it looks like the arrival of Sander Berg has now pushed him out. The squad have also got Besic in there as well, who took his place the the week before. So it is a worry. And yes, I I do agree with you. He should be a removal. What's your thoughts, Lee?
2: Um, Reluctantly, I agree with you guys. Yeah, and it's with a heavy heart, isn't it? It's with Mm. a heavy heart because he has been... You know the guy to own in FPL this that's, season. That's the um, voice of someone
0: yeah. who bought him at four million. Yeah, You're absolutely spot on. I did yeah. also. Yeah, you <laughs> <two, laughs> too. So smug. That.
2: I can hear it. It's it's what it's one of those where I really don't want to get rid of him either because the next couple of fixtures for Sheffield United look sensational and if he doesn't play then I feel like I'm going into the game week almost six behind everybody else because I feel like they're going to get back-to-back clean sheets in both of those home games and a lot of people have got Henderson etc um, the only piece that I picked up from some of the post-match and some of the um, press conferences in the last sort of 24 to 48 hours is some words from Wilder so here's a quote It was uh, that I think he gave to the press. He said, I thought the performance of this is based on um, the game that we've just seen, the Sheffield United game. Uh, Wilder said, I thought the performance of John uh, Lundstrom and Lise Mousset when they came on was just typical of their attitudes. Lunny has been out for some games, but he came roaring back and the togetherness of the group was first class. So are we a bit quick to write off Lundstrom here? Maybe there was a. I don't know, maybe Sander Burge, who's come in, is a bit more of a, if you look at his time at Genk, etc. He's he's played in a slightly more defensive-minded role in midfield. And and we know that that's not Lundström's game. Lundström is more attacking. I don't know, maybe we're being a bit too quick. My gut feeling is, you know, yeah, they're not going to bring in this guy at 22 million and and play them both, I don't think. But hey, maybe I'll just hold on to Lundström for one more week, just to see if there is space for both of them in that team and if there's not then of course you get red given that he blanks in 28 as well but um i don't know there's a part of me that just wants to keep him for game week uh, the game week coming up 26 and just like bit... see
0: Sounds like a bit stubbornness there,
2: Lee. (laughs) Very much so, Jimmy. Very much
0: so. I mean, we all want to keep him, Lee, but I do think that there's too many question marks there. You know, with the two players coming in and knowing that he can be moved out whenever and then just getting you a one pointer, you, you just, how painful would that be when all the defenders are getting six points and he's just getting the one point and you're hoping that he's going to play each game? Another worry in your team. It's a bit like having another Man City player. So I'm all aboard the removing for me and i think we need to kind of look at uh, whether or not you're in lee's camp or my camp with stefan as well and you're going to be removing or you're going to be keeping i think we should list some players who have potential to bring in um the the players which I've kind of thought offhand is saints they've had some good stats recently in terms of shots conceded i think they were second to man city over the last six game weeks so it, Stevens is a potential. We spoke about him last week. There's the likes of Wolves defenders, Bolly and Doherty, a potential. Burnley has been performing recently. Ben Mee, Tarkovsky, Lascelles <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going <laughs> to laugh at that yes. his, his name's Lascelles um, <laughs> The potential of Mina um, Pereira Even Rüdiger who scored two in the last game Or you can look back at All of the, the other Sheffield United Defenders of Bulldogs Stevens, O'Connell Egan Or Basham there's loads to go around. It really is almost do your own research on this as well. But my potential here is Bolly. I'm actually looking at removing yes, him this week and yeah. bringing in the likes of Bolly. He is a bonus point magnet. Wolves, they're actually joint with Man City over the last four game weeks, four big chances conceded with four. So they're, they're doing well in that aspect. They, they are starting to play better in defense with bolly back as well it looks a bit more shored up he gets the occasional goal and at 4.7 i can only see him going up in price as well so it's kind of a, a mini bank build as well but i wouldn't bring him in for that reason what about you guys? Any anyone who you would think about moving to?
2: Well, I think given that you've just reeled off half of the FPL defensive <laughs> roster there, Jim. I can't take think your of Take else. your pick, guys.
0: <laughs> who would you, like who would you choose though? If you well,
2: well, I would definitely go along with you and, and your Bolly pick. I thought it's no no surprise that Wolves keep their first clean sheet in forever up against Man United when he comes back. He's, he's just a colossus in there. Um, I've also got a bit of a feel for the guys alongside him. So Matt Doherty, we you know we know and love him from from last season in terms of his assist potential. Um, and his goal threat now not showing quite the same level this year. But if you're going to say, you know, if Bali coming back means that he's going to be, you know, is, is, his floor becomes six and then he's got the potential to get, you know, higher ceilings than that and get up into the double digits, then maybe you have a look at Doherty. But at 4.7, Bolly is absolutely outstanding value. I don't think we should be that quick. And just to go back to your comment about the other Sheffield United players, we shouldn't be, I don't think we should leave them behind, right? I mean, they've already demonstrated Mm. this season how good they are defensively. And even if you have the goalie, even if you have Dean Henderson, there's absolutely no problem with you picking... Egan O'Connell, Ender Stevens seems pretty popular from the people that I'm speaking to on Twitter um, in terms of how progressive he is with his play and his heat maps in terms of getting up and down that wing. I like Baldock as well, right? So I don't think there's anything not to like about the Sheffield United defence. And and certainly if Lundstrom is not going to play those next two and I have to go into the next two game weeks without any Sheffield United defensive cover. As I said before, I think that leaves me a little bit a little bit exposed, to be honest with you. So, yeah, Willy Bolly looks good. The Sheffield United defence look good. And just a quick shout out to Jack Stevens. Yeah, you mentioned uh, some of the Saints defence as well. He's 4.4 now, I think, in the game. Mm. Three double-digit hauls in his last eight game weeks. So... Not only are Saints defensively better and keeping more clean sheets, but actually Jack Stevens likes that you know that kind of Toby Alderweireld long diagonalish ball up to Ings and Redmond in the channels, um, and he's getting assists from that too. So the potential for him to get double digit hauls is there as well. At, at only four point four, so it's it's take your pick mate there's there's plenty to choose from as you as you rightly highlighted <laughs> yeah. um and i you know i don't think any of them are bad choices
0: yeah well just going back to the stevens one there i'm assuming that you watched all of the liverpool saints game they they looked pretty good saints for most of that game didn't they that don't feel like they should have. they deserved a four nil thrashing
2: no mate i mean in the, in the first half they gave us the runaround to be honest with you i, I sat there at half time and i thought this is the This is the most difficult and awkward game we've played at Anfield for a long time, frankly. Mm. And probably they could have been one or two goals up at half-time. And then I don't know what happened to Liverpool at half-time. I'm not sure what Klopp said or whether he he certainly didn't change the personnel. He might have changed the system slightly, but he didn't change the personnel. But Liverpool just came out, you know, all guns blazing second half. And it was one of the best halves of football I've seen Liverpool play in some time. And that's that's saying something because Liverpool... You know, play some pretty good football every every flipping week. Frankly, but we did have to play very, very well to beat Southampton. Their away record before they came to Anfield was was very good. Uh, I think four wins on the bounce. You guys can correct me that if I'm wrong. Um, and uh, and yeah, they, they 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 put up a real good fight. So you you absolutely should be considering them. Not just at the back with Stevens and McCarthy and those guys, but. You know, get Danny Ings for goodness sake over this next uh, next few weeks in this run. Um, yeah. And if you want to double up in attack, you know, Nathan Redmond's only 0.8% team selected by, so a nice differential too. So, so plenty to choose from.
0: Yeah, there is plenty to choose from. And I, I'm just on the Doherty shout, which we were mentioning there. Just listening to stats in his last six game weeks, he's top for shots on goal, equal with Aspilaqueta and, Dun- and Yerimina, Mina, all on seven at the moment. So, potential there. Stefan, I know you were thinking about Doherty.
1: Uh, yeah, he, I think he's a good pick if you can afford him and if you have room for him. But I'm still wanting to shout maybe the Wolves' defense over the Southampton defense. Still, I think they're still more solid. And if you need that budget defender, you can go for a Roman size at four point four, the same price as Stevens. I think I maybe would have picked him over Stevens at this point. Oh, Something that I don't, that. yeah, don't trust Southampton completely still. Although the fixtures are good and he sh- should do well. And I think just the the last one I want to add is Charlie Taylor from Burnley at 4.2. he will will have all games he will not blank in either 28 or 31 so he's a pretty good pick and after I saw Pope he can't do anything other than save 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 so he's going (laughs) to pick up some points I think Charlie Uh, Taylor as well
0: Burnley don't blank for the rest of the season do they so we know they don't blank in game week 28 or game week 31 Uh, they also have some good fixtures and I did think about me I I saw him in the Arsenal game he was just frustrating the hell out of me playing so well I mean he's played every every minute for Burnley this season he's 0.1 cheaper than Lundström looking at his stats here he's got 20 points in his last three game weeks all against tough teams as well and I know he d- doesn't normally have much attacking threat but he's got five shots in his last four which is second to the likes of Pereira and Dunk so it's not a bad shout either Ben Me, all the likes of Tarkovsky he can get the odd goal yeah um, I do like a Burnley shout as well you mentioned Sheffield there Lee so we had Matt from our Slack has just put if you're looking to bring in a Sheffield United defender who would you choose are the pricier options worth it so I know Stevens is probably the one which I would go for he looks like a you know pricier option of 5.1 who would you choose Lee if you could choose any of the defenders regardless of price who would you choose
2: um, it's a very easy swap to either Baldock or Stevens, isn't it? Because they're exactly the same price as as Lindstrom at five point one. Although I guess if you've had Lundström all season, then maybe it's not quite so easy with the value you've got tied up in him. Yeah. Of those two, I think I prefer Stevens, but I think I need to do a bit more research into into why. Other than the fact that I like him, he's an, he's a progressive kind of fullback. Although obviously Chris Wilder's had some success this season with the kind of overlapping centre backs. Which when I first heard it, I thought was a bit of a joke, but actually it's it's a thing and it works, and they're very good at it. So, either Bulldock or Stevens, but I, I, maybe I'd be inclined to just maybe save a bit of money and go for somebody like O'Connell, I think, or maybe Chris Basham. You know, Jack O'Connell is pretty, I think he's pretty nailed on uh, in that Lee, team.
0: Lately, a bit of a wishy washy answer here. Which player would you go for? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Stevens. Okay. Stevens. Okay, fair <laughs>
0: enough. Yeah, no, I, I, obviously, all your comments here, I, I do agree. And also, O'Connell is a, a good shout as well. Stefan. Who did you choose at yeah. the? I, I
1: went ride? went for Stevens this game week. So for for me, the thing that did it over Baldock was he gets fewer yellow cards. He has yes, better yes. better heat maps, from what I could tell, and he also is better at the baseline bonus points. So he he is more likely to get bonus points in a one nil draw than Baldock. So you brought him in this week, Stefan? Huh? Huh? What Last did you week. say? You brought him in this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before game week twenty five. Oh, cool. Okay. So so I got his points versus Palace, and he missed a big chance also, so it's near bingo.
0: (laughs) You're bringing out all the stats this week, Stefan. Loving it. Loving it so far. (laughs) Right. We're going to move on to headline number three then. Right time to wildcard. I'm going to read FPL. Classicos question here. I know it depends on every FEL manager's team needs, but isn't wildcarding now before we know more on the blanks and doubles and without a clear set of informed players to get a little early? So Lee, do you think it's too early to wildcard? I know you mentioned it at the start of the pod there. What's your thoughts on wildcarding now?
2: Uh, no, not too early. Not too early. If you think it's the right thing to do for your team. I mean, I considered it this week and then I set my I set my, my bus team for this week just as the, uh, the previous game week deadline had passed. And I looked at it and I just thought, that actually doesn't look too bad. You know, mm. it doesn't look too bad. Um, I have a couple of Everton players. I have uh, Holgate and I have Calvert-Lewin, whose fixtures do fixers, turn after yeah. the Palace at home game. So I think I might want to get rid of those as of game week 27, let's say. Yeah, next game week. Um, and then, of course, I have Lundström I've got to deal with. You know, Grealish is... Oh, I just struggled to get rid of Grealish, although the fixtures do look tricky. So, And then I have Vardy and I have Soonju. So I, there are things I want to do, and I have considered playing my my wildcard this game week, but I actually think I'll get I'll muddle through game week 26 and then possibly play it in 27 with a view to sorting out my team for some of the blanks in 28. So no, So to answer your question, no. Um, if you think it's the right thing to do for your team right now, go for it.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Stefan,
2: what's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, everyone has their own team, so if they feel it right, it's right, you can go for it. But I would recommend not to spending it this week either. I think those who played it last game week uh, did a good job. They got some something out of Sheffield United. Most likely, they had Henderson and even more Sheffield United defenders, and that did them well. And the clue about doing it last week was you would get that extra week of Sheffield United in, even because of the blags, even. Mm. even if they had the blanks. This week, you're in an awkward spot because you could argue in game week 27, the next one, that you wouldn't need those city assets because they have Leicester away and then a blank. So you could make good use of that money elsewhere in your team. But this week, you're in a bit of a tricky, sticky situation because you would ideally on a wildcard like both Maris, De Bruyne, and Aguero on your wildcard. But you probably will have problems later on if you bring in two minor city players. So for me, I would much rather just wait one more week and play it in 27. In that game week, just get rid of all your city players and spend that money elsewhere.
0: Yeah, again, I agree with that. I'm not gonna add much more to that. But I think we should ask the question to each other here. What will it take for you to wildcard? I mean, I know you're speaking about wildcarding next week, Lee. What is it taking for you to do that? Is it because you're you're wanting to push up the league or is it because your team you feel like it's not got the best fixtures, you've got too many players, too many doubts on over your players? What what is it gonna take for you to wildcard?
2: Uh, it's, it's the doubts over players for me Jim yeah it's if I if I think that my team needs four or five transfers then then I'll do it if I think I can navigate past game week 28 with you know maybe a minus four or minus eight even then that's probably the way I'll go and I'll save my wild card for later on when we've got you know we've got some juicy doubles haven't we towards the end of the season mm. but uh, the way my team is right now unless I see something drastically different in game week 26 I, I can see five and I'm looking at my team now five possibly six well actually I've got Rico's so maybe even seven transfers that I'd like to make um, and and that's wildcard territory for me.
1: Okay, Stefan? Yeah, my whole bench just went out of my team this this, this game week. (laughs) um, Both Kelly, Lundström and then Dunker didn't start and Mopay also didn't start so I have my problems myself but I got two or three transfers and if I take a hit this game week I think I'm pretty much managing to carry on a bit without using the wildcard. For me to, if I were to Trigger it this week or next week? I don't know. Maybe a surprise double game week would do it.
0: When are you looking to at the moment?
1: Yeah, I think I'm currently looking at either game week 32 or 33, somewhere around that.
0: Yeah, that's where I'm looking
1: as well. well. Yeah, well.
0: kind of hoping for the this liverpool game which isn't over yet is it it's uh, 1-0 liverpool the it's kids are doing liverpool. it who so oh, is
1: it oh very yeah good. so things very are good. things are starting to get a lot more interesting regarding game week 31
0: that means liverpool will probably blank game week 31 isn't it well we have, we've got
1: to get through chelsea as well
2: right yeah I think so yeah i think as an fpl community most <laughs> most managers want Liverpool to. Uh,
1: to so go rooms. out at some stage, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. everyone's your team about, Yeah, but the thing about <laughs> the uh, the uh, fifth round now in the FA Cup is, Liverpool have basically won the league already, so they have little to no reason to play a weak team against Chelsea. They even got a good break now, so I think they will play their best players, and if they do that, um, I think they will go through.
2: I'm not. So, I'm not convinced by that, to be honest. I, th- I think. In, I think the Chelsea game will be. It won't be the the, the real youngsters like we've played this evening against Shrewsbury. Um, yeah. But equally, I don't think it's going to be, you know, the Champions League squad. I, I can see the Origis, the Minaminos, and the Matipes and the Lovrens getting some time. And whenever he plays, I, I got a feeling we're going to go out. Um, yeah. But so I think it'll be, it'll be the kind of maybe not the first eleven, but the second eleven.
1: Yeah. But the, regarding the wildcards, I think if Liverpool this off the kids, I think you have another reason not to spend your wild card now because. If you wait a bit, you will be able to get the information on that uh, blank Game Week 31 before Game Week 29. So if you can just hold on through Game Week 28, you will have pretty much good information going forward. I I
0: suppose that easily segues us to headline number four, bench boost discussion and strategy. So we had a load of questions regarding this. Flapjack is asking, with the blanks in game week 28 and game week 31, which players might be interesting to target if people are considering navigating the blanks without using any chips? So Stefan, I know you've got some great views on this one, so I'm going to come to you first on this one.
1: Uh, Yeah, first off, I think, so the blank game week in Game Week 31 suddenly became a lot harder to navigate without using a chip. If Liverpool pulls it off, as they did just now, I think, and also wins against Chelsea in the fifth round, I think you will have huge problems fielding 11 guys without a free hit. That said, those guys who you have to pick from in Game Week 31 will be maybe not the best players, so it's still possible to navigate that and just get through it with maybe yeah. eight players, nine players, take a hit, you, take you, a couple of hits. You say
0: that, I'm going to stop you there. You say that, but some blank game weeks, we do end up being one of the highest scoring. And like yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the last ones, Salah, got like a hat trick or something stupid. And yeah. yeah, we ended up, all the points were in those players, but whether whether or not you can get those players for that game you need to have the you know the highest the highest owned players and the ones which have got potential upside as well
1: yeah but at this point we have only four teams with a game and it's Burnley Watford Wolverhampton and Bournemouth and say you triple up on the Wolver- Wolverhampton then you have Jimenez Traore and Doherty or Bolley or something other than that so far it's looking pretty bleak regarding players okay some of the other players are going to get points but picking the right ones will be really hard if you can do it say for example you're getting rid of Lundstrom now if you can get a bully, or maybe you can get a burnley charlie taylor or something you already got another player in game week 31 and you're still doing a pretty good transfer for this game week so sort of those guys are good to to get in you also have pope in goal if you if you want to go back to him. <laughs> the poke, the demon Pope, yeah.
0: which everyone's moved away from
1: Lee, what are your thoughts on this one?
2: But oh, oh, it all depends on that Liverpool-Chelsea game, doesn't it? Now, I mean, everyone's going to be watching that, that FA Cup tie with their blue goggles on, looking for Chelsea to beat us, I guess. Because if you can go into 31 with three Liverpool and three Wolves, you're halfway there, aren't you? I mean, OK, you can tinker around a bit. You might have a Charlie Taylor. You might have, like you're saying, somebody from Watford, etc. But with three, three Liverpool and three Wolves, and let's face it, you're going to probably captain a Liverpool player at home to Crystal Palace in 31 is, is the fixture there. So... I think you're kind of halfway there. If I, if I was looking at um, other games to get round the blank in 28 and other players to have a look at there, maybe have a look at uh, Jamal LaSalle from Newcastle. Um, they are home to Burnley in 28. Um, and then if the game is on, they're home to Villa in 31. So uh, 4.2, 4.3, I think is, you know, could be a really 4. nice option there. Yeah. 4.2, yeah. So. To be honest with you guys, I'm not looking as far forward as 31 right now. I'm just looking to get through 28 without having to pop a wild card or a free hit. And if I can do that, then I think I'll have enough about my team in to use the free transfer in game week 29 and 30 to prepare well enough for 31. And I think you know 31 is going to be one of those game weeks where I think if you can get you know, seven, eight, or nine out. That's probably going to be good enough. I would suggest. I mean, it, it, a lot depends on where you know the games, what the games are going to fall, and you know how the next round of the FA Cup goes. But uh, I think it's going to be one of those game weeks. If you can get you know a, a decent looking side out, and you can get a decent captain from Liverpool playing, then I think you're going to be fine. The key is going to be, and what's going to kick off on, on FPL Twitter is if uh, if Liverpool beat Chelsea in the FA Cup game, because then you know you, you're your slim pickings really. Like you say, guys, I agree with you. Three from Wolves, but then. Where else are you going to go? You're talking about maybe only having four or five players out. Different ball game then. Then it's free hit territory. Uh, then it's you know if you've got your wild card, have a think about it. So yeah, all, all eyes on Stanford Bridge in the next round of the cup.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is why advice of keeping the wild card is is quite vital as well. We want, you want to know as much information as possible. I know you mentioned there about Lascelles having a, having a good matchup. Uh, game week twenty nine. There's a few good matchups there. Liverpool against Bournemouth, even Arsenal against West Ham, Sheffield United against Norwich at home, Southampton against Newcastle. and Then Wolves have Brighton. There are a lot of good matchups there. And I have heard some people suggesting about the bench boost. So bring it on back to the the headline here. I'm going to come back to you then stefan with the bench boost and where to play that some people are looking at potential playing in game week 28 maybe 29 even sorry
1: is 27 oh that's it 27. Or 29 yeah, yeah 27 29 yeah and i like both of those games because the main if you have played your wild card or it's going to play a wild card or it's only your wild card now i think you can build a team with a lot of Chief United and. Southampton players and both of those teams have good matches in both twenty seven and twenty nine so you can get away with a good single game bench boost in those weeks and As a general rule, I still like to play the bench boost close together to the wild card because getting fifteen guys to play in the game week that's tough, even though it's mm. even even if in the double. just look at my team, I lost four of my players being benched in one game week, and three of them maybe won't start again for a while. So, so things happen and just getting that chip played Close to the bench, not
0: close to the wild card. That's a good thing. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, you're looking at playing them um, your wild card maybe game week 32. Does that mean that you're going to be bench boosting game week 33, or you're looking at more of the double, which is potential? By the way, guys, the doubles look like they're going to be in game week 34 and game week 37, but there could be another one somewhere in there, yeah. in the mix. So uh, be I'll... on the way on, on the watch of that. So come.
1: I'll probably play the bench boost in game week 34. I'm not sure that will work out great either uh, because some teams might blank that game week and some might have a double. So I think those who play a good bench boost now in 27 or 29 can do a good thing.
0: Yeah, see, I'm still not a m- big fan of the uh, bench boost in a single game week. Every time I've played a bench boost, I've always benefited from it in some way. Whether it's just that two points for playing each game and you make sure you choose those players which are playing, I've always benefited quite well from it. So I still think that the double game week will be the best place to play it. Yeah. What, no, it's what about Way you? more fun that way, James. Yeah, isn't it is. Way more, more fun. fun. Yeah, <laughs> too, right. I think I heard FBL General, he was saying that he's thinking about playing it in a single game week. I nah, need to boy. get
1: him on so I can convince him not to. <laughs> but I'm going to wait to see if Gaming 34 becomes a blank for some teams, and some teams that have good fixtures both before and after. I'm then going to wait and try to get 15 guys together for Game Week 37, which also have doubles. That smells like a lot of hits
0: potentially um a lot of thinking to be done let's find out more information which we do need to kind of cement those particular chips and when you use them obviously we did have a question here from uh, azn viking he's saying best chip strategy going forward he's used his triple captain in game week 24 so at the moment guys lee what's your what do you think from now what you currently know what do you think's the best strategy going forward currently
2: Oh, I'm I'm going to have fun, I think, and I think we're getting to the point of the season when I think you got, you got to have a bit of fun, especially if your overall rank is kind of not where you want it to be. It's time to take a few risks. I think if if you can save your wild card and your bench boost for that, I think it's it's 37, isn't it, guys? Which I think it, we're all looking at to Maybe, be the really bigger. juicy yeah. biggie yeah. towards the end of the season. And I know what a lot of people are saying. I've you know I've seen a few people on Twitter, and I've, I noticed a comment from um, FPR Actuary on Twitter saying. Is that really the best time to use the chip like the bench boost? Because considering you're going to have probably Liverpool titles, probably going to be done, fingers crossed, touch wood, etc. Et um, you know <laughs> it, will Man happen. City, it will happen this it, time. <laughs> I, I hope so. It's not, not done until it's done. Um, and then you've got uh, Man City potentially rotating for the Champions League. FPL actually saying, well, in my mind, that just means you can have a bit of fun, right? Rather than trebling up on Salah, Mane and Firmino or, you know, Aguero, De Bruyne, you, c- you could pick, you know, Mares and ox and you know van dyke and <laughs> bernardo silva right and those guys are far less owned than the other guys so you know say that comes off for you, you you're talking about you know big rank rises in, in the last couple of weeks so I don't know. I, I do I do feel like that double game week thirty seven could be a lot of fun if you can save your chips for then. But uh, but it's a big if given that we've got a lot to navigate between now and then. Yeah,
0: yeah. G- game week thirty four looks like a a bit of a, um, a thorn in our path actually because it looks like there's going to be blanks and doubles in that game week. Mark at M Bison twenty two has just put game week twenty four looking like a cocktail of blanks, doubles, and single fixtures. Yeah, surely free hit is best played in this game week as you need a highly customised customized team which potentially could be right that's why we were kind of hoping that Liverpool will go out or they're going to go out to Chelsea so that game week 21 you can just ride to that with single
1: transfers so yeah he's he's talking about 34 which is the game week
0: yeah. yeah, I know. I mean, like, within game week 31, you, you wanted that Liverpool so you don't have to use that free hit in that yep. game week 31. You want to kind of use it in that game week 34 or potentially even the game week 37. But it looks like, I think my optimal strategy at the moment would be to use the transfers up until game week 31. And after that, like you said, game week 32, potentially a wild card, but you kind of want to use it earlier, like Archery has put there, using it earlier, you want to benefit from from it more and if you're using it later for that you know, potential big double game week 37 then you won't benefit from it as much as there's just a lot to think about at the moment and i think it's all pretty much up in the air i think we just need to wait for more information we had some other questions here from alex from our slack is also saying for us while carding early do you think the bench boost in game week 27 or 29 is a good option so there's like you mentioned there Stefan, there is a potential for that but i, I just no, think oh,
2: bench boost in the double
0: Come yeah on. i just think the double is well, a little <laughs> yeah.
1: And the, the most likely chip strategy for me, if I'm going to bench boost in a double, the big double in 37 will be to just survive 31 somehow, even yeah. though Liverpool go out and then use my free hit in 34, as Mark suggested. If it becomes tricky, say a lot of teams blank and some teams have doubles, it does just fit with the wild card and then you can spend the wild card in 36 and then do the 37 bench boost with 15 guys. Yeah,
2: and surely okay. if if Liverpool blank in 31, right? I mean and we have like no fixtures. Like you say Stefan, I think just just suck it up, ride it out. It's going to be bad for everybody, right? And then you can yeah. then you can use your free hit aggressively in 34 rather than using it kind of defensively in 31, where you've mm. got really nothing to choose from. So I, I think I remember having this this kind of discussion last season. Do you use your free hit aggressively or do you use it defensively? And I just think you're right, Stefan. If you can ride out that 31 in somehow, if you can just break even on 31, keep your free hit chip for 34, where I think as M. Bison is saying, it's just a cocktail of you know all sorts of fixtures, but you can use it aggressively aggressively. To make a jump up the league, that's what I'd be aiming for right now. But again, comes back down to that, that like Liverpool Chelsea game. If <laughs> Liverpool playing thirty one, it's easy. If they don't, it's not. I
0: I don't, <laughs> I don't think it only comes down to that as well, though. There's so many other teams that can potentially go out. If you look at Ben Crillen's spreadsheet, you know, if the likes of Leicester beat Coventry or I think it's Birmingham, then their game's not going to be on. If Southampton yeah, beat true, Tottenham true. and Arsenal beat Portsmouth, then the Southampton Arsenal game's not going to be on. There's potential assets there which we're thinking about. You know, there's loads of games in that game week 34 which could be off so yeah it's just a, a lot to to go around now well it's almost like let's try not to think about it as much now <laughs> just to save our heads
2: <laughs> we just spent the last half an hour talking about it yeah
0: <laughs> it's a waste of a pod eh uh, never mind i'll just i'll just cut
1: it out uh, no problem. edit out yeah edit out. <laughs> right. i'll still pay attention to 31 because i think those small transfers choosing between a bully or a Stevens or yeah, a size and a Stevens. So much, if yeah. you if you pick size, you have maybe the option to go the non free hit route. If you pick Stevens from Southampton Stevens <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, what's it what's what's called Stevens Jack Stevens, yeah. yeah. If you pick Jack Stevens, you have a blank most likely in thirty one. If you pick size, you have a game in thirty one. Those small things matter to me at this point because <laughs> I don't think there's too much between those guys in the games, up until 31.
0: I think we're just confusing the listeners now, you know.
1: let's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Let,
0: let's move it on to headline number five. There's some other questions there. Apologies if we didn't get to them, but what to do with doubtful players? So there are a few players at the moment which are semi doubtful in the likes of Lundström. We don't know whether he's going to start. Kelly seems to have lost his place. Marshall out of form. Who else is there,
1: Stefan? Then Donker just lost his place also. And Grealish, Grealish is a is a doubtful guy. He has a blank coming up, some tough fixtures, yeah. but he looks so incredibly good when you watch the games.
0: Sion knew as well. He, yeah. A lot of people were looking at moving him out. We had. Okay more yeah, pay more pay as well yeah you got bench god that's an absolute car crash of a week isn't it get your wild cards out <laughs> get, yeah get your wild cards out a <laughs> scrap everything we just card. said yeah,
3: <laughs>
0: yeah well, so we had a question here from Jay Ross, just saying a lot of cheaper defensive options that seem to have come less appealing all at once your new Lundstrom Kelly who are the budget defenders to consider as replacements or is it time to invest more heavily in defence so I mean we can almost bring this back to the Lundstrom headline which we had earlier yeah but do you think, feel like we should be keeping the money back there? I think is a better way to answer this question, or you know going cheaper and then spreading the funds
1: and then can it go much cheaper than Soyon Schulrlinstrom and Kelly? they are pretty cheap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> True, but do we stick with those players, like those type of players, like the likes of the or that's what I said it right that time, yeah. <laughs> or uh, Stevens, or do you do you want to go higher? Like are the um I suppose another question here is are the more expensive defensive options becoming more appealing to anyone? Lee thoughts?
2: Um, the Liverpool ones are yeah. So uh, so right are. now if I if I look at yeah they always are for sure. I mean if I look at my back five right now I've I've Trent tick happy with that uh holgate yes okay for 26 but after that the fixtures go bad uh lundstrom we talked about him so and juke we've talked about him and then rico so i actually don't like the look uh, of my back five in, in <laughs> well at least four of the five so to answer the question yes i i've, I've got a load of uh man money burning a hole in my pocket i have something like six yeah like 6.9 million in my bank right now so um you know Taking any one of those four up, and, and probably it's going to be Lindstrom given the blank, but taking any one of those up to Robertson or to Van Dyke makes absolute sense. So I, I think I can answer the question by saying, yes, from a Liverpool perspective, I'd take one of them. But outside of that, I, yeah, I don't sure. know, guys. You tell me where where are the premium defenders that we'd want to look at? I guess with Laporte back, you'd maybe have a look at City, maybe. But I don't
1: know if I can trust them. No, you tempted, got to wait for him. No, tempted by Doherty maybe. Yeah, that was uh, a to shout be fair,
2: earlier. yeah, to be fair, that's not a bad shout. Yeah, although you can have Willy Bolly for less. Um, although you know, if I've got all that money, maybe I'll just splash the cash on on Matt Doherty. So yeah, do like him. It's a good
1: shout. Yeah. He's basically an attacker of most for for huge partial games he comes I think Doherty. Yeah. he can uh, score goals
0: as I mentioned earlier good stats as well currently as well and as we know from last year he's just scores in, in random games so you never know what you're going to get he's got a high ceiling as well yeah. right, so we're going to move to um, Alan he also had a question should managers hold on to Marcel he got zero XG versus Wolves oh yeah very, right. very <laughs> poor performance by the eye test as well I heard a lot of people slating him actually the body language of a teenager forced to go cam- on a camping vacation <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) With his parents. If he fixtures the promise of a new creative force at Man United enough to hold. I'm going to answer this one directly. I'm definitely going to hold him for now. You know, Fernandez did look good, so there's potential there to have some link-up play with Martial. I don't know if he's going to keep his spot, though, with Vargalo coming in. Potential to move on to the January signings discussion there. But I feel like you should hold on to Martial. He's got potential. I feel like you should probably have other fires in your team. If you don't, then maybe move away. But going up in price, I would like to go, unless you're going to go for the likes of Traore or Grealish or someone like that. That, but you've got to keep in mind that blank game week as well so for me i'm gonna hold and see how it goes and then maybe wait for the wild card to come in what about you guys stefan what would you do with marshall
1: i think he, he can be used as a cash cow if you need uh, some guys like denny ings or maybe jimenez at this point. And uh, I think you can be sacrificed. And he had a real bad game also against Manchester City in the EFL Cup midweek. So that's two bad games. And United has been pretty, pretty poor ever since Rashford went out. Yeah. So... He was the key. Before that he looked pretty really good and I had both Rashford and Martial, but when Rashford got injured I, I sold both of them and I think that seems pretty decent now. And the games are tough. United doesn't create much when they have tough opponents. So, so, you, so you
0: would use him as a cash cow to
1: get someone else maybe. Yeah, in the if position. you need him. I, I wish I had I wish I had uh, Martial now so I could downgrade so him to <laughs> do to do more so <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I can move <laughs> more pay to Jimenez. What about you? Unfortunately. Oh, sorry.
2: Um I don't I don't I don't rate him as a player and I don't like him as an FPL asset. I mean I could do a whole we could do a whole pod on what's wrong at Manchester United, couldn't we, from top to bottom. Now I do agree with you, Jim, and what you're saying about Bruno Fernandes. Um he looks class, by the way. I don't know how United have managed to get him or convince him that that it's the right time to join that club, but goodness me, what a what a player Manchester United have got there! I think he will adapt to the league and he'll be fantastic. My concern is what's around him. Honestly, I think when McTominay comes back, that will that will help in the middle of the part there. But I, that doesn't make me want Martial anymore. I mean, what is it? One return in his last five. The point that was made there about Alan, about the body language and the and the eye test. You know, I, I do like, I, you know, I'm, I'm the FPR manager, so I look at stats and I do look at, you know, heat maps and all that sort of stuff. But I also watch a lot of football. Whenever I watch Martial, particularly recently without his mate Rashford, as you were saying, Stefan, that does have a negative impact on not just United, but Martial specifically. It just doesn't it look that bothered. He's the sort of player, I was on the Scoutcast a few weeks ago, I think As said it, he's the sort of player where... He maybe gets up one more and he thinks, ah, I can't be really bothered today, and I just just sort of go <laughs> yeah, through yeah. the motions in Sounds this game. Like it'll
0: work.
2: And then, the, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, the next the next week, he'll get up and he'll be like, right, I'm going to smash this, and he gets like a 15 pointer like he did at home to Newcastle. I don't, I, I don't like him. I don't, I can't trust him in FPL, and I think there's there's better options in that bracket.
0: So, would you get rid of him or hold on to him?
2: <laughs> no, he'd be would be a sell for me. I wouldn't get him in the first place. I yeah. had him earlier in the season, and when it, when I had him in my team. I couldn't wait to get rid of him. Ended up doing a bit of a switcheroo to, for a minus four, I think, to Rashford at the end. Because I, I liked having a Man United attacker at that time, not so much anymore at that time, but just couldn't deal with it being Martial. I'm
0: just looking forward to him getting a nice 15-point in next week, so come on, Martial. <laughs> <isn't he? laughs>
2: I tried not to sit on the fence there.
0: <laughs> no, 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 you didn't, mate. No, All right, so I'm going to move it on to... We've got some questions here. We, we've got quite a long pond here, so I'm going to flick through a few of these. Apologies if we don't get to your question. So, uh, new January signings. I know you wanted to raise this, Lee. So, Matt from our Slack is just saying, Egalo. Silent Bats from Twitter has put new January signs. Can you trust any of them as a differential or a punt? Bruno, Bergwijn, Bolwin. Is it Bolwin? Is saying? Bolwin yeah, yeah Bowen. All priced well as punts. And also <laughs> FPL Ghostface is saying, are players such as Bergwijn, Fernandes and Bolwin worth bringing in or is it a wait and see in the coming games? Now, I'm going to give a quick brief answer for this for me because they're nice and boring. I'm going to go with the easy answer <laughs> of they're all wait and sees wait and see yeah come on (laughs) consistency there although if you're really far down you really want to take a mad punt i think that fernandez is probably going to be worth it because he does look ultra good i think got five shots in the last game a lot of them from outside the box but he looks like a decent player got some good stats from last season so potential there if you're just miles behind taking a random punt why not what about you guys
1: I'm with you. But I think if you're miles behind, let everyone else take those punts and you can rise because they take punts. Ah, I like
2: it. Okay. <laughs> nice, Stefan. Lee, nice,
1: Stefan. Lee, um,
2: well, to Matt's question, Igalo question mark, the answer to that is no. Um, <laughs> I, 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 again, where has that come from? Genuinely, I mean, he's just, just doing his thing in the Chinese league and all of a sudden he's playing up front at Old Trafford. Yeah, just, well. No no idea what's going on there. I did hear a rumour um, that actually, uh, I think Oligana Solskjaer knew... Um, Josh King's agent, because they were in for Josh King, weren't they, on, mm-hmm. on transfer yeah. deadline day? Uh, and I think Josh King was like, no, no, it's not, I don't want a loan, I want to make it permanent, etc. Uh, and apparently, this Norwegian agent uh, also has Igalo on the books, and Solskjaer was disappointed <laughs> at not getting Josh <laughs> wow. King, so just took Igalo instead. Um, don't know how much you'd, <laughs> I don't know where I've read that, but I, I like the story. Let's pretend
3: um,
1: it's true. It's, true. It's, it's a friend, it's a friend of the Norwegian agent that has in, Igalo. Oh, really? so, okay. So Solskjaer has only bought players from either the Norwegian agent Storbacken or his friend for in both Mulde and Cardiff before, and oh, now so with this, Manchester United.
2: You, you've heard this story as well then, Stefan? Yeah, yeah I think oh, it's it's, true. it's 100% facts here on NFL. Yeah, 100
3: yeah. yeah. facts. Um, so, Igalo,
2: I, Igalo, no. Um, Bruno is is a classic wait-and-see, but if I was going to go early on any of them, it would be him. I do think he's a class player. If you look at some of his stats from um, the Portuguese league, it, it, whatever the... the, the fpl flavor is in portugal i don't know what they call it even if there is a game but you'd have him in your team and captain him every yeah. single game week he ticks all the all the fpl boxes uh, and of course Bergwine got off to a nice start for spurs didn't he um looks mm. rather attacking and what a goal it was a great goal and do you know what i like the way he celebrated it he, he, he seems like a it just seems like a nice kid the squad would chuff for him and he was you know so delighted to get mm. that goal It was almost like a relief you know it a real good start to his Spurs career. Um, Jarrod Bowen, I don't know enough about, to be honest with you. I'll defer to the listeners there. So, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a wait and see. But if you want an early punt, Bruno Fernandes, I think, he's going to be a class player. Yeah.
1: All agree one, thing to, one thing to take note of is both Sander Berge, or Berg or Berg, whatever you call him. <laughs> his name is Berge. Uh, both him and Bergwijn came off real tired. Bergwijn also had some cramps. And Sander Berge said after the game that it was like playing three games in Belgium the one game or the 60 minutes he played against Crystal Palace of so the ten boys. Yeah, welcome is,
2: to the Premier League yeah. yeah
1: it's completely different so it's good to give the new guys a bit more time and I, th- I do think like you said Lee I think there will come a time for Fernandes and for Manchester United even Martial back again but uh, it will, won't be for now it will be later when United has some good games yeah. given some time
0: it's not now okay I am dying for a piss so uh, we're going to take a short <laughs> break for the Iceman's Press Break And welcome back from the Iceman's Piss Break. Uh, Lee, it was
2: your first time. How was it? yeah, not
0: bad for a first time. Sam's put some lavender-scented hand wash in there, so yeah, oh, it's very beautiful. <laughs> oh, I do like a bit of lavender. I do like that? They're nice. All right, so we're going to move on to the partner chat now. Mikael Tokvam's algorithm this week it is suggesting that the best single transfer move is what I'm doing. It's Lundstrom to Bolly. So I'm hey. very, very happy that Mikael is backing me up on that one. Or I could get a Sheffield United defender, but it depends on my rotation, and I. Can't can't do that because I've got too many players blanking in game week 28. If you want to find out more about the transfer algorithm, it's patreon.com forward slash transfer algorithm for just $1.50. You get access to all the information he does, a captain who's the best captaincy and who's best to transfer in every single game week. We are also partnered with Fancy Football Hub. We've been given an exclusive sign up offer of Surgery 10. If you go to fantasyfootballhub.co.uk, you can get 10% off there and we're also partnered with fpl doodles who again i've forgotten to send the headlines to him at fpl doodles one on twitter <laughs> so i will just send that as soon as we've done this podcast <laughs> right so trap tins transfers and captains going to come to you first now lee what are you doing this week for your transfers and captains
2: oh well do you know what i kind of i kind of like the sound of the uh, the algorithms transfer there i like, I like the mm. sound of Lundstrom to bolly yeah, don't don't copy um... Can't copy. No, can't copy. <laughs> to be honest, to be honest with you, I genuinely don't know. I genuinely don't know. Um, it probably will be Lindstrom that goes. To be honest with you, so it's it's going to depend on whether I want to, you know, potentially even double up at the set with Saints at the back and have Stevens. I may go to Bolly, which feels maybe a couple of game weeks too early, or just ship Lindstrom out for Stevens and go and go straight Sheffield United to Sheffield United. So so Lindstrom to somebody, Jim. Yep, and your captain. Oh, captain! It's um, gonna be Salah. Yeah, I don't have a Guerrero. If I had a Guerrero I would probably captain him. But
1: it's gonna be Mo. Yeah, it's close
0: one between those two. And Stefan, captains.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, that this is this is a mess. I have four guys <laughs> who didn't start the last game. I have two transfers, but I can't make two transfers that I like to bring in Jimenez for Mope. So it's either just do one transfer, and if I do just one, I will do Lundstrom to Bolly. I like that move and. It's good when the algorithm concurs, and if I do- don't make that one transfer, I will probably make three transfers and take a hit to get Jimenez in for more pay
0: with who else going out?
1: Uh, that's a big question. I don't, I don't have the answer to it. <laughs> so, so I think all this uncertainty leads me to believe that I should just roll my two free transfers, get Bolley in, bench Mope, and just look at what uh, what's in front of me next week. Bench let- Mope, home to Watford yeah oh, if, it, if it doesn't start yeah, why but should I play
0: why, why would he why would he not start he's already missed out now and I think um, he was just
1: giving Murray a go I think he'll start I, I would yeah. he didn't need a rest I read the quotes from Potter and he said oh it's just giving uh, giving uh, giving pace some time off but the thing is it was 12 days 12 days rest before the game this weekend and if Moppen needs like 20 days between games <laughs> that's too much <laughs> <He'll play. laughs> and Murray, he'll play. Murray Murray did well and he, uh, he scored a goal goal. missed a big chance they scored three goals with Murray on the pitch why not give him another goal he
0: handballed for his goal so I don't think he did that well Mm -hmm. play more I think he'll play
1: I I like the guys that start (laughs) so
0: (laughs) and your your captain mate come on that's, that's Salah Salah. So, yeah. 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 Okay. I think there are, there are kind of two options this week for cats to see. Is Aguero and Salah. And if you do have both of them, Aguero for strikers, the most shots with 20 in the last four, most shots in the box, equal with Firmino on 16, most big chances on seven in the last four as well. West Ham, their defensive side, top for big chances conceded in the last four with 18. Top for shots conceded, shots on target conceded, and importantly, goals conceded as well on 11 and the top for xg conceded as well on 10.8 so they deserve to concede those 11 goals so he is a massive captain shout there. But Salah, most shots for midfielders on 20, same as Aguero in the last four. Most shots in the box. Him and Aguero have exactly the same number of shots and shots in the box in the last four, actually. Salah as well, five big chances in the last four to Aguero, seven though. And just look quickly looking at Norwich in the last four, have a better defence than West Ham. But still, eight big chances conceded with an XG conceded of 6.8 two. So those are your two options there and I'm definitely going with Salah because I don't have Aguero. I went for Bamiang in the end. Thanks, Stefan. And mm. my... my, okay. my <laughs> recommend you do that okay. Oh, so Sorry, sorry. Okay. Th- thanks Bernardo, <laughs> Maldonado. <laughs> uh, anyone, anyone to blame, just pointing fingers here. Right, so, so my transfer this week, we already know what that is. I think it's going to be Lundstrom to Bolly. Right, before we leave you, let's go through the FPL Patreon League. Stefan...
1: Yeah. In third place is Gabriel Castellanos, in second, Matt Seward, and leading is Andreas Toft at the top. Well and done, in the public Andrews. league, which has code CCCJK2, in 10th place we have Mike Butcher, and then Mike Durbin, Simon Ratten, Alex Nielsen, Daniel Harris, Rhys Moffat, Theodor Ekbakke is in fourth, he's oh. gone down a bit. And we have, okay, I'm going to try on this, Richard and Lover. Nice. I think that's okay. Yeah. Luke Truman is in second and first place, a new new first place, Luke Burgess.
0: Well done, Luke. He's been in there yeah. for a while, actually. So, yeah, he's done well. Yeah, Luke, get in contact. Well done, coming number one. Right, so we're going to move on to Lee and your top three picks for this week and your top three differentials.
2: Yeah, so my top three picks are going to take no explaining whatsoever. So Salah, KDB and Ings, I all think uh, all three are in my team. Um, I picked KDB mainly because I knew we'd be talking about Aguero in the captain's seat conversation, (laughs) but I think KDB equally can get uh, can get a big score this week. So those three, uh, absolute nailed on in my team. Uh, differential players, I've gone for a player that I've got at the back, Holgate, 2.7% owned. Now, Everton have been reasonably solid of late, but have been conceding some sloppy goals. Um, and I noticed uh, obviously they conceded those two to Lejeune in the 93rd and 94th minute against Newcastle the other week. Uh, but they're up against the Palace side who really don't score a lot of goals, whether they're playing Ayu or, goodness me, Benteke, who they played last game week. Um, they just don't score enough goals. I think they'll stay up and I think they'll stay out of relegation because they defend well, but going forward, they really lack something. It's either Zahar or nothing, isn't it? So uh, Holgate at 2.7%, Aaron Moy at 0.8% because I think Brighton will look all right against Watford at home. Brighton on the road are pretty awful and even against West Ham, they weren't that great. (laughs) It was just that West Ham were just comical with their defending. Um, and Watford of late, I wonder whether the new manager bounce might have just lost its bounce a little bit. They're just starting to come out of the honeymoon period, I think. They've had a couple of difficult results. So Aaron Moy um, at the Amex, I think will do pretty well there. Um, and then another player that I've been bigging up on all of my other social media for a little while and on different shows and pods is Oliver McBurney. I'm waiting for this guy to come good in amidst the, the decent Sheffield United fixtures. Um, 0.2% owned and home to Bournemouth. If he ain't going to come good in this game week, then I'll have to stop talking about him. Um, Home to Bournemouth. I know that Bournemouth have had a a bit of resurgence going forward recently, but at the back, still suspect for me. So Ollie McBurney gets my third slot there.
0: Very nice. I particularly like the the Moy shout there. I was looking at bringing him in last week and I chose Triore in the end. Right, we're going to move on to the feedback box now. So we've got Guy at FPL underscore Planner has put, one of the best FPL podcasts you'll ever listen to. If any Ooh. member of your FPL community hasn't got this in their ears every week, then you don't know what you're missing. And Guy is a very, very nice guy. I really <laughs> enjoy talking to him over Twitter as well. So thank you for that, Guy. Appreciate that. Going to move it to a word from our patrons now. Mad Hatter has got some Alexis afterthoughts for us. As soon as I can open my phone, because my finger's sweaty, I can't open it.
3: with so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, me. Got it open.
2: Alexa, how's your week going?
3: Not bad at all, Mad Hatter. I see you're doing better in FPL. Into the top 500k, and you got 69 this week. Giggity. Still, I imagine you'll fall from grace quicker than Prince Andrew on truth serum. This week sees Liverpool slap Southampton back to reality. City bend over to Spurs, and Watford blow a two-goal lead, to lose to a ten-man Everton. Anyway, hold up, you're not in any position to laugh, Mad Hatter. How are Luton getting on? Soft twat. Anyway, that's enough from me, but I'll leave you all with this slice of wisdom. When you're 20, you care what everyone thinks. When you're 40, you stop caring what everyone thinks. When you're 60, you realize... No one was ever thinking
0: about you in the first place. Up the pod. <laughs> up the pod. Up the pod. Thank you for that. Mad Hatter. Always love them. Right, we've, got, we've got some other questions here. Planet FPL James at Planet FPL Pod, who's been on here before. Been, What's worse, me losing to Suj or Lee dressing up as a cheerleader? Now, Lee, what is this? <laughs> what is this
2: about? oh no this is was, the this was tweet i put out over the weekend I, I posted sam's overall rank and and she was a i think before the sunday games at about 650 and I, I just put that at this point i'm just a cheerleader we used to be rivals sam and i but it's i've just been reduced to be a cheerleader so um but if james wants to see me dressing up as a cheerleader then he'll have to come and ask me himself
0: <laughs> surely you two should be putting bets on each year you and sam or are you too scared now
2: uh, well, no. So, in the, in the very first season that we ever played FPL together, um, I was so convinced that uh, that I'd beat her that we did have a bet, and she won, and I ended up with two cats. So, uh, I don't do that anymore. We oh, don't bet. Yeah, do,
0: yeah it's, probably, it's probably wise. Yeah. Okay, right. Well, if you liked what you have heard today and would like to support the podcast, please do so at patreon.com forward slash FPL surgery. If you want to join our podcast mini league, it's CCCJK2. Check out our website at FPLsurgery.com. Find us on facebook soundcloud reddit and twitter at fpl surgery subscribe on itunes and please remember to rate the podcast if you want to email me it's info at fplsurgery.com lee Thank you. You've been great to have on and appreciate all your time that you've given to us tonight. So thank you for coming. If people want to contact you, where do they find you?
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you guys. I'm uh, at FPL Family on Twitter. Uh, Sam's at FPL Family over on Instagram as well if you want to follow her. Uh, and we also have a YouTube channel by the name, uh, the same name, so you can search for us on there too. So thank you for having me having me on, guys. really appreciate it. Yeah,
0: me. all That's interesting quick. stuff. And do enjoy your content as well. So yeah, it's all, all good. Stefan? Up the pod. Up the pod. Uh, Lee.
2: (laughs) Oh, I have to say as well, do I? Up the pod.
0: Guess, so many people How did guests not get this do. by now come on yeah. Lee listens every week as well what's going
2: on no but I'll tell you I'll tell you why that's happened is because as soon as you start going oh you can email me or whatever I'm like well the pod's over so I'll just listen to something else now <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>